Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his sermon series on the second epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, Scripture and Salvation, preached July 28, 2019. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 15. Scripture and Salvation. Listen, sir. Why do I say listen? Because people don't want to listen. The devil is here. Devil is everywhere where the word is preached. But Christ is here by his spirit also. He will help you to hear the word and be edified and saved. Scripture and salvation. Without the Holy Scripture, the Holy Bible consisting of Old and New Testaments of 66 books, there is no gospel. No Jesus and no Savior. That's why don't go to a church where the word is not preached this church believes in the Westminster confession of faith especially chapter 1 the authority of scripture articles 2 tells us under the name of the holy scripture or the word of God written are now contained all the books of the Old and New Testaments. And it lists 66 books. All which are given by inspiration of God to be the rule of faith and life, that is, doctrine and ethics. Article 4, the authority of the Holy Scripture for which it ought to be believed and obeyed dependeth not upon the testimony of any man or church but wholly upon God who is truth itself, the author thereof. And therefore it is to be received because it is the word of God. Article 9. The infallible rule of interpretation, listen, of scripture is scripture itself. And therefore when there is a question about the true and full sense of any scripture it must be searched and known by other places that speak more clearly which is important article 10 the supreme judge by which all controversies of religion are to be determined 
and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, and private spirits are to be examined. And in whose sentence we are to rest can be no other but the Holy Spirit speaking in scripture. Point one, Holy Scripture. Based on its own testimony, the Bible is the word of God and therefore infallible. In the Bible, we hear the voice of God who is eternal, infinite, holy and triune. In 2 Peter 1.21, Peter tells us the divine origin of scripture. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Paul spoke the same thing. From infancy, you, Timothy, have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Timothy was taught from infancy the Holy Scriptures. Do you teach your infants? Holy scriptures. Timothy was taught from infancy the holy scriptures of the Old Testament. As he grew up, he heard from Paul the gospel and he trusted in Jesus and was saved. Paul says that not only the Old Testament is scripture. But also that all scripture, which includes apostolic writings of the New Testament. In 2 Peter 3, 1 and 2, we read, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets. That means Old Testament. And the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles, New Testament. And in our passage today, 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16, Peter writes, bear in mind. That our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters. Speaking in them these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand. 
which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures to their own destruction in second timothy 3:16 and 17 we read all scripture is god breathed all scripture here means the whole bible old testament and new testament according to professor henriksen and kistemaker pasagraphe theop neustos all scripture god's breathed god spoken and therefore profitable for salvation that is for teaching rebuke correcting and training in righteousness that every believer be thoroughly furnished for every good work Timothy was told to preach the word in this church we preach the word sir we don't tell stories we don't use psychology Timothy was told to preach the word in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom i give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear the word consists of the whole gospel sir the old and new testaments in luke 24 we read jesus said to them how foolish you are and how slow that is stupid foolish means idiot how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken did not christ have to suffer these things and enter his glory and beginning with moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was said in all scriptures concerning himself christocentric interpretation of scripture he also said then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures he told them this is what is written the christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem acts 18 beginning at jerusalem the promised messiah has come to accomplish redemption which is being applied to the elect by the holy spirit 
So we read in the New Testament. Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Romans 4.25 He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Acts 2.22-33 Peter's Pentecostal sermon consisted of Old Testament and New Testament. Point number two, the delay of the second coming. The scripture teaches not only Christ's first coming to accomplish redemption, but also promises Christ's second coming in glory as judge the Hebrew writer says Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him And Paul says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. He will not come until every elect is saved. He delays, quote unquote, his second coming So all elect can be saved. And I am preaching the gospel today. If you are elect, you will be saved. If you are not, you will not be saved. His delay means salvation. St. Peter tells us in 2 Peter 3.15. Salvation of sinners. God gives sufficient time to everyone to repent and believe on Christ to be saved. This does not mean a majority will be saved. The flood of Noah's day saved only eight people. God is patient with sinners. Has been patient with you. Peter writes, God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. He preached 120 years. Flood is coming. It's going to destroy the world. They didn't listen. They didn't believe. The flood came and they died except eight people. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. He is like the father of the prodigal son, waiting for sinners to come home in repentance. 
Yet the vast majority refused to repent and return to the only Savior Jesus. They trust in their money, in their position, in their power. Yet the majority refused to repent and return to the only Savior. Jesus himself said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, only a few find it. Number three, ignorant and unstable. Meaning unregenerate. A.W. Tozer said that forgiveness without repentance fills the church and fills hell. My translation. Antinomians fill churches and hell too. Too many big churches are lawless antinomians. And in his book, Concise Theology, Dr. J.I. Packer lists six forms of antinomianism, and we add a seventh. Dualistic antinomianism. Listen, salvation is for the soul only. Bodily behavior is irrelevant. You can do what you like. Spirit-centered antinomianism. God's law has no relevance on ethics because we are led by the spirit. It is sheer subjectivism. Christ-centered antinomianism. Christ sees no sin in those who are in Christ. You can do what you want. Dispensational antinomianism. In this dispensation of grace, keeping God's law is not necessary. Dialectical antinomianism of Karl Barth and Rudolf Bultmann and others, Professor Hegel. God's word has no authority. Situational antinomianism. God requires today only your intention of love. And we add a seventh form. A census antinomianism. In which people hear the word of God. And understand the word of God. And agree it is the word of God. But will not do it. In other words, agreement with God's word is all that matters. A census. Jesus spoke about such people in Matthew 7, 21 through 27. The unregenerate hear only. They are like bad trees bearing poorly bad fruit. The regenerate Hear and what, sir? Do. 
they are good trees that bear good fruit unregenerate pastors will not preach the word dr john h gersner did you know that he went to westminster and took all degrees i have Dr John H Gersner's book Wrongly Dividing the Word of Truth is a must read on this subject of antinomianism Scripture is difficult to interpret Christocentrically unless one is born again and Holy Spirit indwelt So ignorant and unstable people are bad trees. Bad trees must become good trees to bear good fruit. Without new birth, one cannot understand or experience the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John 3. Peter writes about false teachers, but there were also false prophets. among the people just as there will be false teachers among you they will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves they will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute in their greed these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up psychology not scripture in this church we preach scriptures whether you like it or not whether you put some money in or not so false teachers are heretics greedy for money lust driven they have left the way of truth and their destiny is destruction their minds are depraved and they suppress the truth as we read in second peter 2:14 and 15 with eyes full of adultery they never stop sinning they seduce the unstable they are experts in greed you watch television and christian programs on television and you find them experts in greed a cursed brood they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of balaam son of beor who loved the wages of wickedness for example liberal unbelieving that is liberal means unbelieving theologians and pastors and churches never interpret scripture correctly they are spiritually dead they must be born again like professor eta lineman who spoke here in november 2001 she was an unbelieving german professor of theology went to all kinds of top schools 
But thank God, God saved her. Antinomian unbelievers are ignorant and unstable. They fill the church. They rejected the gospel. And so they have no Christ foundation. They come to church, Christ church, looking to seduce unstable people like themselves. We read about them. In Matthew 27, 26 through 27. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Their lives end with a great crash. Number four, hard to understand. There are scriptures hard to understand. There are certain portions of scripture that are hard to understand even for true believers. So study the scripture prayerfully. Read pious and learned reformed theologians. Study Puritan theology. Avoid antinomian theologians, pastors and churches. Study Luther, Calvin, Spurgeon, Lloyd-Jones, Machen, Van Til, John Murray and others. Read the whole Bible based on a daily reading schedule. Hard portions of scripture are generally explained by other portions of scripture as we read already. Chapter 1, Articles 9 of Westminster Confession of Faith. Above all, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul writes, however, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit we have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we may what sir understand what God has freely given us because the Holy Spirit is the author of scripture he will enlighten us Be clothed with humility, not arrogance, not pride. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Always ready to learn and grow in knowledge. Number five, he speaks about beloved brother Paul. In verse 15, Peter calls Paul beloved brother. Paul had rebuked Peter and corrected him when he refused to eat with Gentile believers in Syrian Antioch for fear of Jewish believers. Even though Peter had preached the gospel to Gentiles and stayed with them, in obedience to divine commission in Acts chapter 10. 
Paul writes about this confrontation with St. Peter in Galatians 2. When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. We have a duty to correct and rebuke brothers. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. Other Jews joined him in hypocrisy. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, in front of them all, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? But Peter received Paul's rebuke and correction as a sign of Paul's love to Peter. So in this epistle, he calls Paul what's a beloved brother, beloved of God and his saints. Friends, thank people who rebukes you, corrects you. A true Christian church does not discriminate we don't discriminate in this church, sir. We don't have white power, yellow power, brown power, nothing. We don't tolerate it in this church. The true Christian church does not discriminate. We are God's family, Hebrews 2.11, and the bride of Christ. Jesus paid the highest price to redeem each one. Each one is God's treasure. So we are to love one another and care for one another. Jesus also corrected Peter because he denied Jesus three times. Peter received his correction. Peter was crucified because he loved Jesus. Man looks at the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. Did you notice Jesus ate with publicans and sinners? Number six. All scripture benefits wholesome thinking. Scripture alone benefits wholesome thinking. All scripture, Old and New Testament benefits our thinking for Christian growth. Peter writes, dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. See, we have a reading schedule, sir. We read twice the New Testament a year and once the Old Testament. 
I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Jesus prayed, sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. The Old Testament authored by holy prophets and the New Testament authored by Christ's apostles alone are truth. All scripture is God authored. The Holy Spirit is the primary author. The secondary authors are holy apostles and prophets. And we read that all the epistles of Paul are scripture the moment they were written. Peter says our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters speaking in them these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures. Point number seven, false teachers twist the truth. Here we don't twist the truth. We explain the truth. We preach the truth. In verse 16, Peter says that the false teachers who are ignorant and unsaved twist the epistles of the apostle Paul as they do other scriptures False teachers are children of the devil. False teachers represent the liberal theologians, antinomian pastors and churches worldwide who deny the authority of scripture and so misinterpret the word of God. Many churches in the world are synagogues of Satan. As such, they twist the word of God. For example, listen. In Genesis 2.17, the Lord God said, You must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will what, sir? Surely die. Genesis 3.4, Satan says, You will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman, consider the following. Listen, sir. Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet. And sweet for bitter. Twist. Corrupt. Misinterpret. Matthew 4, 6. If you are son of God, the devil said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Devil twists. False teachers never preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. We have churches around us. They never preach the gospel. 
they twist the scripture and my people love it so they never preach reformed faith as represented by the acronym tulip standing for total depravity unconditional election limited atonement irresistible grace and perseverance of the saints they deny the divine authority of scripture not only false teachers twist the scriptures but every so called christian cult twist the scripture they come and knock on your door sir and antinomians always twist the scriptures it is true that certain teachings in paul are hard to understand false teachers will twist them but such teachings require hard work prayer and fasting they require dependence on the holy spirit they require regular attendance of worship services in a true church where scripture is preached and taught by pious and learned pastors of orthodox tradition and please note even calvin did not write a commentary on the book of revelation so we must receive more grace to understand hard sections and he gives more grace as an example of a hard teaching listen sir paul teaches freedom from the law as a way of salvation yet antinomians reject the law as a guide to christian conduct in romans 5:20 we read the law was added so that the trespass might increase where sin increased grace increased all the more so what should we do sir sin more this is the language of dispensationalism then he writes what shall we say shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means may genoito in greek we died to sin how can we live in it any longer eight proves the apostle paul wrote the scripture first he was an apostle second second peter 32 i want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our lord and savior through your apostles when the apostle writes he writes the word of god third ephesians 220 built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets for first thessalonians 2:13 be also thank god continually because when you received the word of god which you heard from us you accepted it not as the word of men but as it actually is the word of god which is at work in you who believe first corinthians 2:13 
This is what we speak not in words taught us by human wisdom but in words taught by the spirit expressing spiritual things in spiritual words. Spiritual means Holy Spirit given. First Corinthians 14.37 If anybody thinks he is a prophet and spiritually gifted let him acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command and so on Romans 1 verse 1 Paul a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle Galatians 1 1 Paul an apostle sent not from men nor by a man but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead point number nine the last point sir God will destroy false teachers did you hear that sir destroy meaning sent to hell the word destruction appears six times in Second Peter. The destruction, the scripture says, the destruction of such people will be swift. It is not sleeping. It is coming upon the ungodly. It is everlasting. It is coming upon those who twist scriptures. It is coming upon those who do the work of the devil. It is coming upon those who are unregenerate. It is coming upon antinomians. Paul says of such people their destiny is destruction. He also says what if God choosing to show his wrath and make his power known bore with great patience the objects of wrath prepared for what sir? Destruction, eternal hell. And Jesus said of Judas, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture will be fulfilled. False teachers are in the church. They seduce the unstable. But in this church, we exercise discipline. We put such people out by excommunication. If they fail to repent when pastors counsel them. We have a number of pastors, sir. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. Sir, listen this last statement. God is waiting to come back a second time. He is waiting that elect sinners may repent and believe in Jesus and be saved. Bear in mind. That God's patience means what? Salvation for sinners. God commands, not begs. 
God commands all sinners to repent. Commands. God commands all people to believe in Jesus. God commands his people to love one another. May the God of patience enable every sinner to obey his command and be saved today. Not tomorrow, today, sir. Heavenly Father, we pray that you have mercy upon us all. In your mercy, you saved us. In your mercy, save those who are outside of Christ. Enable them through regeneration that they may repent of their sins and believe in Jesus Christ to be saved, saved even today. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.